This is the Good Things Guy podcast with myself, Brendan DeCute, South Africa's very own Good Things Guy. I'm on a mission to change what the world pays attention to. I truly believe that there's good news all around us, and I spend my time hunting down and reporting on the best good news stories from South Africa and the world. In the Good Things Guy podcast, you'll meet these everyday heroes and hear their incredible stories. Since the establishment of the homecoming revolution in 2003, Angel Jones has devoted her time, passion, and energy into bringing the talents and skills of African people back home. She captured the imagination of thousands of expats, business leaders, and even politicians with her signature angel wings, mirroring the love and enthusiasm the late Nelson Mandela epitomized in uniting all Africans on African soil. Angel, it's so great to have you on the show today. Welcome to the Good Things Guy podcast. Thank you, Brent. It's so good to be here. I just love the energy in your voice. It's exciting. And I, I think the work that you have done for the last two decades is so incredibly important. You launched Homecoming Revolution in 2003 to bring African people back to Africa. I remember at the time you told me it was a bit of a midlife crisis that brought the business into being, yeah? Yeah, I mean, it was so, so I was living in London and I heard Mandela say, I love you all so much. I want to put you in my pocket and take you home. And I burst into tears, like many of the other South Africans standing there in Trafalgar Square. Came home, started my ad agency, and at the same time started Homecoming as a non profit. We were sponsored by FNB for the first 10 years and did big events all over the world. And then, very perfectly cliched, my midlife crisis at the age of 40 years old literally where I was questioning everything like what am I built here for what am I doing am I here to just sell burgers and advertise airplanes and actually how do we really make a homecoming revolution sustainable so I moved into that full-time turned it into a business and executive search firm and we've been working across the continent for the past you know almost 15 years now really helping corporates across Africa identify top East and West and Southern Africans abroad and bringing them home to their respective countries in Nigeria, Ghana, Kenya, you name it. Um, and now, I mean, I can obviously keep telling you what's happened, which is so exciting that that now we've always been so concerned with the physical repatriation of skills. And now we are so excited to be playing what we're calling the virtual repatriation or the virtual brain game. Um, it's just such exciting times. That sounds very interesting. What is virtual repatriation? I mean, the beautiful thing is, right? I mean, the terrible pandemic, as we know, the one good thing that came out for, of it for us was that people very quickly got very comfortable with remote work, which meant we could now harness the brains of top Africans all over the world, a South, a cyber, a South African cybersecurity consultant living in San Fran or a really strong Nigerian doctor who was still in New York, who would be able to, you would be able to book them for an hour or for, as a fractional chief marketing officer or a chief security officer in your business, whether it was for a day or every second Thursday or once a month. And you could tap into them remotely. So this idea of virtually using African expertise globally to virtually bring it back to build African businesses across the country, the continent is now a very, very um, viable thing. And we're seeing clients all over, especially a lot of your startups are saying, you know, we really want, we've not received top funding, our Series A funding, and we're growing our health tech business across North Africa. We would love this um, chief um, financial officer in our business full-time. We can't afford him full-time, but we can afford him 
on a fractional basis for a fraction of the cost, as it were. And we're seeing more and more people moving towards this fractional um, ways of, of being in people's businesses and, and, and moving towards what more and more top candidates are calling a portfolio career. And, and a portfolio career is very much where portfolio of roles, not just one role full time. So there are lots of different trends we're seeing with this virtual um, brain gain report that has led us to all of that. Do you think that the reason for virtual repatriation and, and the reason it's working, is that because it, it offers people, as you say, more of this portfolio that they can do more and, and assist more companies both here and abroad? Or do you think it is because people don't want to come home? So I think, you know, Brent, if we had millions and millions of full-time strong roles for people of whatever color they were, people would come flooding back. It's not that people are going only because they're worried about the electricity or the crime. It's because this economy right now cannot afford them full time. So that people want to come back. We're still seeing people come back for friends and family, sense of purpose of belonging, you know, running barefoot on the lawn and under the sky with granny and grandpa close by. We're still seeing a steady flow of people come back. It's just that the economy here can't afford all of those people full time. But now that being able to um afford them on a part-time or hourly basis really means that um, South African companies and Nigerian companies can get the best of somebody who might have lived in South Africa, understands the local context, but now has all of these global skills as well um, and can be an incredible asset to a business in whatever capacity they want. So, I mean, we hear it all the time, you know, now South Africa is going down the drain. No, now South Africa is going down the drain. I mean, I've heard that for, what, 20 years, you know. I mean, we are resilient. We are strong. I'm talk- I don't need to tell you this. You, you, you're the one who tells the world, you know. Mm-hmm. There's nothing like the, the South African fierce that we have. I remember when I lived in London, I was always just a little bit happy and a little bit sad. You know, for seven years, I had a very predictable life. But at home, I'm very happy and I'm very sad. And I've got this huge, big heartbeat of a big, big life. Um, and I wouldn't choose to be anywhere else. Oh, I, I love that. And I've never heard that before. When I was abroad, I was a little bit happy and a little bit sad. But being back in South Africa, I'm either very happy or very sad, which is so <laughs> incredibly true. Let's speak about this for a second because um, I have to bring it up. So we talk we talk about immigration and people leaving the country. And it's a story that that is so bizarrely South African that we're taught uh, our peers, uh, our teachers when we're younger, um, the, the people around the water cooler at, at work. They all speak about, ah, another friend's left, another family's gone. People are, are leaving um, at a rapid rate. Is this true? Are people leaving South Africa at a rapid rate? And the other side of that, is are people coming home as well? So, so you know, the rapid rate, often these alarmist headlines are more that, you know, this percentage of people have indicated they want to leave. And indicating is very different to actually leaving. But there's no question. We do have a, a brain drain problem. Um, the, 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 it's worldwide, though, um, Brent, I think, as well, which is interesting. We think, you know, people are leaving South Africa, but there's a talent scarcity all over the world. Um, and what is maddening is that the, the, the Home Affairs Office doesn't really um, count how many people are going or coming. But we have seen a steady same number of people returning home consistently from the US, from America, from uh, Dubai, from the UK, from Europe, um, all for the same reasons of actually, you know what, 
every country has its problems, you know, but would I rather be miserable where it's cold and I don't have any friends or I'd rather be miserable where it's nice and warm when my friends are around me. So interestingly, you know, there is this thing, oh my God, the grass is greener on the other side. We, we actually say to people, you know, the, the graduates, if you've got the money and you've got the resources and the time, go, go and have a look-see, see what it's like, pick up some of those skills internationally, um, and then bring all of that back. And it's interesting, it's only often once you've been and you realize, actually, you know, you, you've actually got it good. We've got it really good back home. Many of the people living abroad really aren't, aren't that happy. You know, they don't have a choice. There's a full-time role there for them instead of being here. Um, but there is a steady flow of people coming back. And I promise you, if this economy was really right with more and more full-time roles offered, you'd see them flooding back. So that's really good news to hear. That's very positive. It's the other side of that that narrative, right? So we all speak about everybody leaving. It's the people coming back or wanting to come back that gives hope yeah. in, the, in the country. Is there a demand for for executives that are staying abroad and, and sort of living there and they've got these portfolio lifestyles? Is there a demand for them to give back to Africa? So, so. You know, we not we we don't all of this idea of giving back and mentoring and donate and volunteer your skills with this kind of attitude of oh dear I'm coming to rescue the poor people in Africa. You know, we are this is paid consulting work. The the, the people who need the the companies who need these skills here are will be paying all of these executives internationally. But for example, cyber strategy or cyber security, you know, that's completely huge across all companies now with all the automation and that and that's a rare skill that is, is highly in demand you see it with a lot of your different fintech your regulatory people a lot of your digital marketing um executives so for example the beauty of hiring a top uh, south african living in um, new york you know knows a lot of those latest digital marketing trends but also very much understands you know the different consumer trends back on back within johannesburg so so those so the, the opportunities to tap into executives who've got what they call the global expertise is really, really strong. So global, global plus local means global. Global. I like <laughs> that word, global. Get a little bit of glo- global expertise. I'll tell you this. So so before I was 18, uh, I'd never really left South Africa. And um, I, I started off, I went to varsity. It wasn't really working out uh, for me. I, I just wanted to party and, and not really study at the time. So my dad said, yeah. you have to do something. Uh, I got an opportunity to work abroad. Um, and I, I lived abroad for two years. It was America. I sort of traveled and, and got to see a bit. And you speak about um, this global sort of uh, idea. Living in the States taught me so much more about life and life skills and sort of that that experience, that journey that I'd gone on um, made me realize that I was best suited to come back to South Africa to do good things here. Obviously, I needed to get back and, and sort of start my life and get studying and all those things. But what it made me realize more than anything is is how great of a network I had in South Africa and, mm-hmm. and how I understand how I am South African. So I understand how to be a South African and how to work with South Africans and, and do good in South Africa. And that's that global thing, right? So I, I went over, I experienced for two years a completely different life. And maybe it wasn't in big financial banking or or some sort of skill that I'd learned, but it was the life skills that that reminded me and brought me back to South Africa to do good things here. Yeah, and you wonder, you know, if you hadn't gone abroad how much you know would you appreciate being south african as much it's often only when you get there 
you know, that you, you realize, and, and then this lovely phrase, you know, the grass is green, our grass is greener because there's more manure, you know. <laughs> We've got more challenges. We've got more obstacles. We've, it makes us, you know, real strong tenacity. I mean, the chias that exists here, Brent, I mean, you've traveled lots now, right? All over. I've, yeah. I've done lots of traveling in the East, you know, in the West, wherever. And there's this tangible chias that exists between South Africans. They look at you in the eye and they say hello. And there's this energy and there's this, you know, thing of anything is possible. And, and I remember when I worked for the Saatchi brothers in, you know, in London and I had a few ideas and they go, you know, no, that's never been done before. Um, and when I had that same idea here, you know, the, the attitude was, wow, that's never been done before, you know. So so the 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 attitude and often the, the, the sense of opportunity for innovation because we have so much, so many problems here, it's a far more tangible, energetic um, energy that you get. It, it doesn't have that sense of complacency um, that I find. And I was in I was in France uh, two weeks ago and, and, and London before that. And, you know, their strikes are happening. They're worried about their electricity crisis because of the war. You know, there are massive problems with um, the petrol price in England. Lots of the care workers can't afford to drive now to the people who need the care. And there really are very real problems that everybody has in different countries. And, you know, you think, well, I'd rather have my basket of problems, actually, than, you know, inherit anybody else's. Um, but I think it's only when you go abroad and you see what it's really like that you have this newfound appreciation. And, you know, the one thing I would say to people abroad you know, you're allowed to love Sydney and Johannesburg at the same time. You don't need to just, because you're in the one, hate the other. And please, you know, don't justify your decision of going away because you're feeling homesick by running the country down. You know, please be a brand ambassador. Don't always only share those alarmist headlines. And please, God, do never call yourself an ex-South African. I mean, is that not ridiculous? Have you ever heard of an ex-American or an ex-Irishman or an ex-Australian? Mm -hmm. You are a South African who happens to be living wherever. And um, so a big, you know, call out to the global African network as well is that you can celebrate, you know, the good parts of being home without having to be there. Absolutely. Before, before I let you go, I don't want to take up any more of your time, but I need to ask, right? So we speak about the virtual repatriation and how incredible that is. And it's this new way of working. It's uh, the new normal uh, that you can live somewhere else and still be South African and work in South Africa. But are you still working on the physical repatriation? Are you helping other South Africans um, come home and, and still part of that homecoming revolution? Very much. But I think we, I mean, we've got a commercial entity, Brent. We make our money from employers when they place candidates that we find they pay us so in the old days when we were more in that non-profit and um, part of our life it was very much you know showcasing jobs and property and schools and, and relocation services now we work according to the briefs of of people needing executives full-time in that face-to-face -face environment and from there we go out um, and search for those people, whether they might already have returned, replacing a lot of people who already have come back. And, you know, they might, we call them globally experienced. They might not necessarily even have traveled globally, but they've been working for a Unilever from here their whole life. So they've got that sort of global understanding. But it's important to manage people's expectations that when they say, help me come home, you know, that is not what we do. If there's a role that is a good fit for them, we will say, what about this? Um, and then we would put them in touch with the right relocation services and all the rest. But, you know, as this economy gets better and better, there will be so many more opportunities for that full time. But also, then, you know, there's opportunities for South Africans here 
who can then work from here for an American firm or a Dutch firm, you know, they can still, they can be paid in, you know, their dollars or, or euro, whatever it is, but they can still that evening go and, you know, support their local restaurant or their local car mechanic in this economy. Um, so this idea of having to leave physically or travel physically, you know, is, has lost its momentum, I think, to some extent. And if you look, for example, at the schooling, I mean, not obviously, at, but, at, but at our independent schools and our Model C schools, the quality of education you get in that in private sector is way superior to anything you can buy for the same price globally. And, you know, the, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't choose to bring up my kids in any other place but here and feel that I can do something and I can change something and I'm part of something, you know, not just a little cog in a wheel. Oh, I love how passionate you are. I, I hear you're proudly South African coming through. It's, uh, it's beautiful to speak to someone who is so inspiring to me. Um, if people yeah, want to get in touch, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining someone's listening to this podcast now. Uh, they're sitting wherever they're sitting and they're feeling like, oh, I need to send my CV. I, I want to find yeah. out if there's a position. Where do they go? What do they do? How do they get Thank hold you. of Angel Jones? So, so our name is homecomingx.ex. Dot com so homecoming ex.com and on there under the candidate link uh, candidates um, menu you will find candidate sign up form um, and we encourage people to go there list the skills that they're good at the you know the country knowledge they have um, and from there our engagement team will contact them if we are briefed on a role that matches their skills so it's great to have them on the system and we'll you know have regular um candidates and um, webinars and you know inspiring people to to update their their profile or whatever they're good at um, and spread the word obviously you know anybody who's really got some great um, skills to share even on even if they've only got one hour a month we would love to hear from them absolutely absolutely loved having you on the show today thank you so hey, much thank for you joining. So um, have a good one appreciate it Thank you. And to all the listeners, I just want to say, uh, keep that chiesa alive. Uh, keep the hope in your hearts alive. Uh, South Africa is alive with possibility. And we're all here together to work together to move it forward together. That's it. Wishing you only good things. And for more good things, visit www.goodthingsguy.com. Okay? Love you. Bye.